Hi, everyone. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps Chat Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Mark Woolworth, who is CTO and CISO at vArmor. We're talking about policy and risk of cloud applications, how to manage it. Mark, welcome to DevOps Chat. Thanks, Mitch. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Well, thanks for flying over from across the pond, too. <laughs> you're you're, you're uh, in the U.S. So with your U.K. accent. So thanks for being on. There's, uh, there's, there's uh, quite a few of us out here in Silicon Valley, to be honest. It's, um, I think it's half British. There are. There are a few of, quite a few of you here. Well, would you do, do us a favor, just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, what you do at vArmor, and uh, just a brief on what vArmor does. Yeah, of course. Um, all right. Well, hi, everybody. Yeah, as Mitch said, I'm Mark Ward. I'm a Chief Technology Officer and also in my spare time, the, uh, the CISO at, at Viama. Um, my background is I've been at Viama for five years or so, um, and I look at the kind of the, the strategic direction. I, I speak to the, you know, the senior technologists in our, in our customers to understand their challenges with cloud security. Um, and I, I lead some functions such as you know the data science team, uh, and and handle things like CCPA and GDPR in my uh, in, in my role as a CISO. So um, my background is before I joined Viama, I was a technology fellow, and I was the CTO for telecommunications and networking at Goldman Sachs. I think mm-hmm. I was there. I think I was there for eighteen years. Um, did lots of things there. One of the, one of the interesting parts of the role of a tech fellow at Goldman Sachs is you kind of get involved in in all sorts of things so um, I was uh, a member of the private cloud architecture team you know almost a decade ago we, we built one of the first um, private cloud um, environments uh, and also I had an interest in application resilience and application design patterns uh, despite my background in you know in, in infrastructure so um, that kind of set me up really well for a for a job in a in a, in a product company in in Silicon Valley. Yeah, very much so. Especially uh, proliferation of cloud and all of that. So let, let's yep. jump into it. Uh, I think we're going to talk about an announcement that was made back in October. Uh, what was it? Version five of the application controller from VArmor. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about what that announcement was, and we can, then we can get into uh, some of the effects that you've seen in market from it. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I mean, first of all, I think I, I probably should tell tell everyone a little bit about what Armor does. Oh, um, yes, please. So, so yeah, uh, no, no problem. I, I I didn't answer that in your last question. Um, so, so really, we, we focus on um, helping our customers to understand how their applications behave within cloud and multi-cloud environments. So we have a risk and a policy engine that kind of builds a picture uh, of, of, of your application behavior, its dependencies, and, and suggests the ways in which the application should be secured from a policy standpoint. And, and we help to make it, um, we make it simple for our customers to implement safe, secure, simple policies within cloud environments. Um, so what, what version five was all about, underpinning the, you know, the application controller function itself, is a security graph. And effectively, that is a graph that describes all of the nodes, you know, the, the compute instances, the Kubernetes pods, 
the servers within a multi-cloud environment and the relationships between them. And what we've been doing is enriching that graph with all sorts of information about the application, compliance requirements, information about you know what the application does. Is it dev or prod? You know, what realm does it run in? What region does it run in? And really what version five, release five was about was opening that up and exposing more of the information within the graph so that customers can benefit from it more. So what that means is the ability to plug more and more information into the graph to gain more value out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like information that reside in CMDBs, uh, information from systems that handle vulnerability management, information from control planes, things like Kubernetes, so that that information within the graph becomes richer and richer and more valuable. And it can be used for all sorts of use cases. And it also allows companies to build the policies based upon their view of risk and their view of their applications, mm-hmm. whether that's compliance-driven or risk-driven or business unit-driven. Now, can you kind of dig down or open up the hood a little bit more for us? Talk about how all this information gets into VRMer and the application controller. Are you taking it from logs, configurations, active applications? Where are some of the sources for this? Yeah, I, and yes, great question. Um, and, and what I do, I'd start off by answering that by saying, in the cloud, we do not have a deficiency of data. So if you're running a, a reasonable size cloud environment, you have tremendous volumes of logs, you know, cloud trail logs, flow logs, Mm-hmm. all sorts of, of you know, event-based information. And, and that's, well, event-based data. And, that, and that's data. The problem with that is data. It's unstructured and it's in huge volumes and it's very difficult to kind of glean too much value from it. And, and what the application controller does is it takes the data and it transforms it into, into knowledge. So it provides you with insight into your application, which makes it a lot easier to make good security decisions. Mm-hmm. So I'll kind of come back to that in a minute, but the way that we do it is um, we have a, a distributed telemetry pipeline um, where we use uh, an edge, edge compute functions distributed out to the, to, the, to the cloud environments that consume the logs and also consume you know, events off of event buses you know, and APIs. So when a compute instance is deployed, we pull all of the metadata associated with it. Um, the edge compute function we call message bus summarizes that data, enriches it, and then distributes it into the centralized graph where we effectively, we're transforming that data from being, you know, the, the individual flow log information into adding information into a, an edge within a graph which represents the relationship. So all the time we're enriching and summarizing and that enrichment provides context, which makes it a lot easier to understand what your application is, um, is, is all about. Well, and given the dynamic nature of our applications, cloud native, all of that, um, you know, whether it's yeah. Kubernetes clusters, instances, microservices, just knowing what you have is half the battle, more or less, what's this information telling you? So that's gotta be a value too. For sure, and, and you know, the, the Kubernetes is a fantastic example. Because if you're capturing that information at the wrong level, um, if you're looking at the IP address level or even the pod level, 
there's a tremendous amount of noise in there and, and it's very temporal and it's, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. If you can consume that at the abstraction um, that makes sense to the application, so that would be at the deployment or at the service level, and you ingest that into the graph, you can build a picture of your application over time. And then when the kind of the, the instantiation that's just been deployed now varies from that model, mm-hmm. you, can see it, you can see it very quickly. So, so what we're trying to do is summarize the information and, and represent it as, you know, I, I say represent it as knowledge while continuing to process the kind of the, the very dynamic and, and very high volume data and, and look for the, you know, look for the anomalies and look for, for places where it varies. Well, it sounds too like a perfect uh, application for sec- uh, graphing technology to be able to visualize, explore, you know, dig in deeper, back out, look yeah, at it at different levels. For, for sure. And, you know, my, I said my background of working at Goldman and working in financial services, graph technology is, is fantastic for describing relationships and that relates to risk. So if you look at financial risk modeling, that has been uh, almost the archetype um, application for, for graph technology for over a decade. And really, we take that same approach and that same principle to, you know, cyber risk and, and cloud security risk. Very good. Now, I know also that um, you've introduced an SDK with this. What are some of the applications where customers want, might want to use the SDK? The whole point of the SDK. So we, we integrate with all of the common cloud environments and, and we integrate with SDNs and, and you know, the product is designed to integrate into these different environments just as part of the product out of the box. Mm-hmm. But what we've been finding with our customers is they have different repositories for this context that would enrich an understanding of risk. So if you have a vulnerability scanner, you have a tremendous wealth of information about you know, the, the posture of the individual systems running in your environment. By plugging that into the graph and by using the SDK, it's, it's very easy to do that for whatever system you're using. Um, mm-hmm. You can begin to ask questions like, well, for my application, do I have any dependencies on systems with, a, let's say, a, you know, a CVE severity of seven or above? So the SDK is a way of pulling in the vulnerability information pulling the specific um you know the specific fields that are of value to you from your cmdb from say your service now effectively plugging in that context that kind of illuminates your whole kind of understanding of your of your application and your risk so so really it's about allowing our customers to integrate the data sources that matter to them into this graph that plugs into their cloud mm-hmm. so both in kind of an in and out application bring in more data also be able to pull it out for other uses reporting yeah so uh, uh, yeah so that's a, a superb point i i i missed that uh, another application that our customers use the graph for is um embedded within the app controller we have classification engines so, so what we do is we will um classify systems based upon our under uh, our, our our understanding of their behavior based upon you know the relationships they have and the systems they have relationships with will classify them. So one great use of the SDK is to compare the um, the results of our, our systems classification with the information within a CMDB. So, you know, does your intent, which is in the CMDB, match what's actually happening in, in the cloud environment? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and by doing that, what you can do is you can validate that your 
inventory information is correct, is accurate, continues to be so, which again improves your security posture because you know one of the fundamental pillars of security is is understanding what you have and having an accurate understanding of the systems that you you, know, that you want to secure. So yes, yeah, for sure. But it's a it, you know it's a it's a two way thing. SDK. Well, and with um, you, you've got a little bit of time under your belt with uh, GDPR, and uh, we have the California Consumer Privacy Act coming up here. Um, wh- how does this the kind of technology help satisfy, meet, report compliance? Uh, what are the various ways that you could leverage vArmor and the the application controller to to help you with those challenges to meeting regulatory requirements? For sure. Yes. Yeah, so, I, I mean, you know, there are different regulatory frameworks that are more or less specific about the security controls required. So if you take something like PCI, it's uh, very specific and it's, you know, very directive in terms of the, the way in which you structure your controls. So, you know, the app controller can allow you to scope your in-scope infrastructure around your cardholder data environment. and build the layers of controls around the tiers of systems according to the PCI DSS. So it's it's very good at doing that. If you look at something more abstract, um, which which talks more about you know the outcome rather than the, the the means of getting to the outcome. So if you say it's something like GDPR where you're looking at protecting personal information relating to to, to data subjects in Europe or CCPA, where it's more around protecting the, you know, the, the personal information around California-based consumers, that really comes down to managing risk and ensuring that a control, a suitable sets of controls are placed around the systems that either store or process this information. And, and the first step to do that is to understand the scope of the problem and the scope of the relationships of the systems that are processing this this personal information. So, you know, the, the app controller, first and foremost, can allow you to understand, you know, the scope of these environments um, and begin to put controls and reporting around their behavior and, 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 and access to those systems. Um, so it all starts from scoping and understanding your environments. And ensuring that you can put the controls around the, you know, place the controls around the edge of them, and you continue to monitor that those controls are effective, and you know that effectively in the cloud is what the app controller does. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, well, I certainly don't profess to be a, a, an expert on either of those two regulatory frameworks. Uh, I'm really curious. Uh, we're, we're what a month, month and a half in since you've uh, released version five. Uh, as a former product creator myself, it's always interesting to see what people do with it, uh, new technology, new versions, but also what you didn't expect them to do with it. Have you, have you seen this kind of instances of both? You know, yep, we thought we'd help customers this way. It's worked out that. And then we've also seen some interesting ways that are using it we didn't think they would. Yeah. So I'll, I'll start with the the kind of the, the what we expected and the kind of the if you like, the continued illustration of, of the value that we designed the product to offer. One of the things that we never, well, I, I never fail to be amazed by is you deploy our system within a, within a cloud environment and it begins consuming you know, the telemetry. Uh, and within an hour or so, 
the graph is already beginning to hydrate and you know you're finding hundreds or thousands of, of workloads and all of a sudden the extent of the interrelationship and often the external dependencies the relationships outside of the vpc or outside of the vnet are kind of are visualized and almost every time as we you know we will we'll sit there for the first few hours with the customer we'll get into the same discussion about what's that relationship oh i have an i have a you know i have a dependency on something in gcp so so generally that kind of uncovering the unknown um and unsuspected dependencies like opens up a whole kind of you know can of worms for understanding what's going on here and ensuring that the correct policies are in place and ensuring that you know everybody understands the you know the extent of the um of the of the, of the attack surface um mm-hmm. and and the blast radius so that that we 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 always see and that's just accelerated with um with with version five um in terms of what was less expected that's the beauty of the sdk so you know the sdk allows the customer to plug in the information and the metadata that that that's important and pertinent to them. Um, an area where I didn't really expect it was actually the application, not just to you know your traditional cyber risk and your you know your attack surface and your blast radius, but asking some interesting operational questions. So this use case uh, came up about two weeks ago, where a customer was taking kind of an operational term um, for their applications and plugging it into the graph, and asking the question around for my critical tier applications my my systemically critical applications if one of their dependent uh the dependencies some one of the applications that they depend upon for i don't know reference data or for other types of communication like communications gateways failed what would be my recovery time um, and all of a sudden what you can do is you can draw within the graph the relationship between your application and the dependencies and plug in that recovery time objective. And all of a sudden, I understand that if application A, B, or C failed, I might be waiting eight hours for recovery, whereas my system has a recovery time requirement of, of one hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're beginning to ask these questions that you, you, would, you would not expect from a necessarily a, a cyber tool um, around operational risk. So I think that's the beauty and the power of the graph it allows the customer to think about what, what does risk mean to them? And they can plug the information or plug the data in that they require, and then they can ask these questions that lead them to knowledge. Excellent. Yeah, it sounds like um, both information, operational information, but also behaviors of what's happening between applications and greater insight into it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I think the other thing, I mean, the final thing I'd say is, if you look at most of these data breaches, uh, over the last year or two, it, it kind of comes down to if, if you look at cloud and you understand the way that security works, this is shared responsibility model. Um, so the cloud service providers provide a tremendous array of tools, you know, micro segmentation, identity access management policy, you know, policy enforcement. There's a tremendous suite of security capability there. The problem is always that the lack of knowledge about the application means that the policies that are written and the permissions that are, are, are provided by the customer because that's their their side of the um, of the kind of the shared responsibility model have been deficient uh, and what the application controller allows you to do is to build 
the policy in a simple fashion that's you know secure and meets your business requirements and then that's allowing our customers to meet their part of the of the um you know of the, of the shared responsibility model for cloud security mm-hmm. wow well <laughs> i feel like we barely scratched the surface and we're already out of time uh hopefully we can get you back and we can explore this some more especially we get closer to the uh, ccpa uh, yeah. coming into effect in january <laughs> Yeah, and as 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 a, as a CISO of a of a um, California-based company, um, I'm I'm obviously spending a bit of time on that as well. So I'm um, sure you is, are. Yeah, exactly. Well, Mark, thank you so much for for being on DevOps Chat with us. Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been a real pleasure, Mitch. Thank you, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely, pleasure has been ours. I'd like to thank my guest, Mark Woolward, CTO and CISO with VArmor. And of course, thank you, our listeners, for taking your time to join us and listen to this podcast episode. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com. Have a great day and be careful out there.